0: It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Cavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions
1: for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make your moment last. Just kicking down the cobblestones.
2: Well, good morning to everyone and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Cavis, Licensed Nutritionist and Certified Nutrition Specialist, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and therapeutic nutritional counseling. With our clients, we see life-changing examples each and every day. You know, it is truly the most rewarding job I could ever have, and as a company, we are so pleased to be given the opportunity to make a difference in people's lives. Joining me today as our co-host is Brenna Thompson, who is a registered and licensed dietitian, And you may have seen Brenna recently on CARE 11 News or perhaps even on WCCO News showing how much added sugar is in foods most people eat every day. So Brenna, what were some of the examples of sugar foods that had added sugar and Did you make some suggestions of what they could eat in place of those?
0: I did, and good morning to
2: everybody. So when I
0: was on WCCO, we were talking about the amount of sugar in, say, you know, kind of the typical American day, and I believe we were showing that it can range anywhere between 43 and 60 teaspoons of sugar.
2: Of teaspoons of Of sugar? Teaspoons
0: of sugar. Not grams, but teaspoons. But teaspoons. So that's a good cup of sugar a day. (laughs) Imagine eating a cup of sugar. You're not going to feel too good. But so the kind of the example that we started off with was having just a cup of cereal Mm -hmm. with a cup of milk and another cup of orange juice on the side. Okay, And that's going to give people a good 17 teaspoons of sugar.
2: Oh, that's a lot of sugar to start the day. That is a
0: lot of sugar to start the day, even if it's, you know, more of like a non-sweetened cereal, Mm -hmm. because we know that all those carbohydrates are still going to break down into sugar in the
2: body. So people are thinking, okay, well, that's a typical breakfast that I've been eating for years and years, and that's too high in sugar, so what should I eat?
0: So instead, we would recommend having a couple scrambled eggs and maybe throwing some spinach in there and having a little fruit on the side is what we had recommended. When I was on Care 11, the breakfast that we suggested was our delicious crustless quiche. Okay. That's on the website. Okay. That one is, and I actually really enjoyed that because I had to make the quiche. For that spotlight. So then I had that for breakfast for a couple days. It's great. You know, the other thing that we talked about was the people who might have a deli sandwich for lunch with chips and Mm -hmm. a small can of soda. Mm -hmm. Still going to end up with a good 17 or more teaspoons of sugar. Okay. And so what what should they eat instead Instead of those? Instead of that, of course, the famous chili that we're always talking about. But I think when I was, again, on CARE 11, we kind of switched it up a little bit, and I recommended making the salmon patties or the salmon cakes.
2: And those are great.
0: Those are so delicious. They're good if they're hot or cold. Exactly. Yeah. And I love to make those at least once a month, and I'll freeze them. Mm -hmm. Because then it's really easy for me on a busy day, pull those out with maybe some frozen vegetables, put a little olive oil on it. I can reheat it at work, and I've got lunch.
2: And you've got only maybe one or two teaspoons of sugar versus seventeen. Versus
0: seventeen, exactly. Okay. So then I've got energy to see clients all afternoon. Okay, good. Yeah. So
2: let's just kind of, you know, we, you know, as we're we frequently have had requests to do a show on sinus problems. Yeah, and that's that's something that a lot of people suffer from. They have sinus congestion. They have sinus pain. They have sinus headaches. Ugh. So, really, to answer your request, we are going to take a new look at sinus problems, and we've got some sinus solutions coming up.
0: That's right. We see so many people struggling with sinus issues. In fact, one out of every seven Americans has sinus issues that comes to 37 million Americans suffering from sinus problems. It's considered an epidemic.
2: You know, I always put things in perspective in my brain. I think, (laughs) okay... What is that? One out of seven people. And then I think, okay, one out of 10 people in the United States have a a problem with addiction. Mm -hmm. And so that just kind of helps me think about, and that's a lot of people. That's
0: a lot of people. That's 10%.
2: Yes. So we know that one out of seven is even more, Mm -hmm. I believe, if I've got my math going right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So we got a lot of people with sinus problems. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really, those can be really acute or they can be chronic and they can last for months and months and months. Yes.
0: And, you know, what are some common symptoms of Sinus problems. Well, they would be things such as a runny nose, nasal congestion, cough, headaches, especially right over the eyebrows or kind of that central face. Yes. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. sinus headaches. Those are awful. Facial pain or swelling, toothaches, actually. Fatigue, mm-hmm. loss of smell or taste, and even having a fever. Yep. A lot of
2: people run a low-grade temperature with um, sinus problems. Or low-grade fever. hmm Yes. So... You know, despite constant treatment with antibiotics, and that's what people usually get, mm-hmm. um, many of their people's sinus problems just return and return and return. Now, I'm not to say, we're not going to say this, that antibiotics don't help some people. Right. They help the secondary problem or the mm-hmm. secondary infection, but not necessarily the The primary. initial problem. Yes, yes. That's
0: right. With 37 million Americans suffering from sinus problems, researchers determined they should find a better answer than just the antibiotics.
2: So in came came the researchers from the Mayo Clinic, and they found that the most cases of chronic sinus problems are not caused by a bacteria, but it is actually an immune response caused from a fungus. Which would make sense
0: why... I know a lot of people, when they, they get those chronic sinus infections and they're put on round after round of antibiotics, why they may not be working. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a bacteria, it's a fungus.
2: Yes. And so maybe, maybe Brennan, before we continue, maybe we should think in terms of setting this up for people. You know, we usually generally think of people having three different types of infections as a possibility. They might have a virus, Yep. you know, and that's a typical cold or... Sore throat, or flu, kind of, that or what, type yeah. of thing. Yes. And then there's bacterial infections.
0: And those are when you would want an
2: antibacterial. Uh, uh, yeah. Or antibiotic. an antibiotic. Yeah. Yep. And then there's a fungus, mm-hmm. which is totally different. It and is totally different. And that's what they actually, the Mayo Clinic found that the primary problem with sinus issues was a fungus.
0: Yes. So in a 1999 study conducted at the Mayo Clinic, Researchers discovered that fungal organisms were present in the mucus of 96 patients who had surgery for chronic sinusitis, so that's inflammation of the sinus cavity, Mm -hmm. and inflammatory cells were clumped around the fungi. This meant that the condition was an immune disorder caused by the fungus.
2: So then people are probably out there saying, well, so where does this fungus come from? You know, fungus and mold spores, so you connect mold and fungus. Yep are in the air all the time. And we in, very commonly inhale those. Mm-hmm. So most of us have fungi lodged in the mucus lining of our sinuses.
0: And you would rather have it there because that's kind of the, the mucus lining's job is to catch that fungus mm-hmm. or bacteria because otherwise it would get into our lungs. That's right. Yeah. So it's doing its job. But you might be asking, so if everyone is breathing in these fungal spores why don't more people have sinus problems? And that's a good question. It all goes back to the state of your immune system. How can you make your nasal cavities less inviting to that
2: fungus? Mm -hmm. That's the deal. Less inviting to the fungus. So researchers found as the body attempts to destroy the fungus, the immune system damages the sinus membranes, which causes the symptoms of sinus problems. It is like having a... A war going on in your sinus cavities, and you don't want a war
0: going on in your
2: sinus cavities. No, you do not. So you really need to create an environment that makes it more difficult for this fungus to thrive. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So one thing for sure, you know, you don't want to be hanging out in wet, moldy places. No. So,
0: which are going to be? I know right now I've had several clients, and they're just they're they're we're all excited for spring, right. But with this thaw and all of this snow, yes, it's great for mold.
2: So some people have had ice dams this year. Mm-hmm. And they've had water leaking through their ceiling. So that could be a potential problem. And, have, and you might end up with a mold and a fungus problem.
0: Right. And we've become more aware of mold and fungus since Hurricane Katrina because we know down there, I mean, you think Ugh. all of those homes that have been flooded or all the buildings and then it's in... Louisiana, and you think of the heat, mm-hmm. perfect situation for a lot of mold and fungus to be growing.
2: So Brenna, you know, when you worked in, you worked in Georgia, right? Yes, I did. So it is more damp and moldy there too. Depending
0: upon where you live, where we lived, it was very dry.
2: Oh, it was. Okay.
0: We might get a little afternoon rainstorm every okay. once in a while, but it was so hot that everything just dried up.
2: Okay. So you didn't see more people with Sinus problems there.
0: Not particularly, no.
2: But, but, if, but I, if you went to some areas, you would probably. We would.
0: The big thing that we would see would be um, in the spring and the fall, there would be so much pollen. I mean, it would just coat everything. And that pollen would give people a lot of sinus issues.
2: Okay. All right.
0: But we do need to go to break. Okay. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to share the results from a study about the use of the powerful antioxidant curcumin in preventing rashes during radiation for breast cancer. Researchers from the University of Rochester Medical Center found that women who took curcumin were much less likely to develop painful dermatitis when receiving breast cancer radiation treatment. And just to let people know, curcumin is that compound that you would find in hot peppers, but also in turmeric.
2: Right. We always yeah. think of turmeric as having... Having curcumin. lots
0: of curcumin. Yep. And this research found women who took two grams of Which curcumin. Which is a lot. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of curcumin. Three times a day, so a grand total of six grams of curcumin per day, had less, less breast radiation rashes and had improved breast cancer outcomes. Now, if you've got questions today about your sinuses or other nutrition questions, give us a call at 651-641-1071.
3: It's the time of year when everyone wants to diet. The trick is choosing the right one. Now, there are those plans that say, eat whatever you want. Well, that's kind of what got you here in the first place, right? How about getting to the bottom of why you want what you want? Because there was a time when people didn't want that stuff. Mac and cheese, bagels, cookies, chips. Yeah, mostly because they didn't exist. But obesity didn't really either. The challenge these days is to either avoid those foods, which can be torture, or stop craving them, which might sound kooky but is entirely possible, and your best chance for success. The folks at Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you make it happen without pills, points, or packages. Just real food. It's sciencey, not sexy, but you can be. To sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com.
2: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Have you ever thought about your food habits? Stop and think about them for just a moment this morning. Do you have good habits or not so good habits? Habits are really powerful. And many habits may have started without you even being aware or conscious that you were creating a habit. And the good news is that you can deliberately create new habits that are good habits. Maybe you're ready to give up the popcorn habit when you go to a movie. Oh, man. That's a tough one. Lots of people have that one. I know. Or the pop habit with lunch. Oh, I mean, I can't imagine, you know.
0: Or just the pop had it, habit at any meal or between them.
2: Yes, and we hear that all the time. We sure do. So our Nutrition for Weight Loss program helps you set aside unhealthy habits and install new healthy habits. So here's an example. Our Nutrition for Weight Loss client, Dawn, got rid of her six cans of diet Coke habit and now drinks water. And that has been going on for weeks, mm-hmm. at least six weeks. And she is so happy. And so are her kidneys. I
0: bet her kidneys are very happy. Well, good job, Dawn. Yes. That's isn't that awesome. great? That's awesome. That's fantastic. Now, before we get back into today's topic, we do have a caller.
2: Okay. okay. Let's take some callers. And, you know, if people are um, wanting, our number is 651-641-1071 if you have other questions today about sinus problems.
0: That's right. And so good morning, Mr. Lee. You're on Dishing Up Nutrition. Uh, yeah, my name is Lee. Lee. And, oh, Miss um, Lee. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's a Miss. yeah, or a yeah. Um, I have, um, I have uh, this sinus issue that has been ongoing for a long period of time and been on multiple antibiotics, and I was wondering if you could speak to, Um, either
2: a dietary, supplemental, or further medical assistance. You know, Lee, Lee, on the rest of our show and the later part of our show, we're going to talk about some homeopathic formulas that really help with this fungus problem. So if you can stay tuned, I think that's going to be the best answer because we've got kind of a whole (laughs) protocol set out for people as we go along in the show this morning.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about th- at least three foods and several supplements that can really help with that sinus inflammation and problems. Yes. Okay, and is
4: this something that I can go back? I'm, I'm on my way to a workshop, so is this something that I can podcast? Or, yes, or you can. can you
2: bet. Yep, just go to our website, weightandwellness.com, and and you can listen to it there. So.
0: Okay, great. Thank th- you so much. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Do we have other callers or just... We don't.
0: We just had Miss Lee. Okay. Now, before we went to break, we were talking about how mold and fungus, especially since Hurricane Katrina, but maybe it's the ice dams here in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. are exposing people to more mold. And, you know, maybe you've got a moldy basement or damp shower stalls.
2: Yes. A lot of
0: people have those. That's right. And, you know, who... Would have ever thought that having a real Christmas tree, I know we're several months past, Mm -hmm. but having that real Christmas tree could set people up for allergies and sinus problems because Christmas trees carry a lot of
2: mold. And I don't think people even realize that. I don't think so. So mold is everywhere. You know, I have to give you an example. Several years ago, I helped a friend move out of a moldy, infested base. And when I say infested, I, that's what I feel like it was. You know, you think of that as being like a mouse infested. No, this is mold this infested. This is mold infested. Basement apartment. And, and I ended up with a sinus headache and sinus pain for, it took me six months to get over that. That's terrible. So now I'm really extremely careful to avoid mold whenever possible. So, you know, Brenna, I'm so sensitive to mold that I actually become anxious when I go into a building with a lot of mold. Now, that's an interesting symptom. But you know what happens? What? I get out right away.
0: I bet you do. (laughs) You just know. And the reality is that we cannot avoid mold and fungus completely because it's just, it's all around us. But what can we do nutritionally to assist our immune system so we don't get a cold or virus, which can then lead to a sinus infection or needing to totally avoid moldy places and buildings? I think we can be
2: cautious,
0: Mm -hmm. but... You know, we are are going to get exposed to some of this. We are. Exactly. We can't completely avoid it. Now, I want my immune system strong, or I never would be able to go into, say, an antique store. Uh Uh-huh. There you go. I do enjoy going into
2: antique stores. (laughs) Okay. They're kind of fun. I don't don't like antique (laughs) stores because I think uh, the moldy smell Mm kind of makes me anxious. And I know that that's a strange reaction. But they do have that funny old smell. Yes, they do. Yeah. So I have a client story. Okay. You know, a few years ago, a nurse who listens to Dishing Up Nutrition made an appointment for her husband who had really terrible sinus problems. He had pain and headaches. And truly, every other week, he was on some antibiotics. He took a lot of Advil, Aleve, any kind of anti-inflammatory to manage the pain. But really, several days a week, he had to stay home from his business. And, you know, he felt bad because he was trying to grow his business, but he 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 just just couldn't go to work.
0: He was in too much pain.
2: Yeah. And
0: those sinus headaches, I mean, when you get one of those, it's like they just throb. Mm -hmm. I've had them. They're Mm -hmm. horrible.
2: So, you know, we sat down, went over his health history, what he ate, and how well he slept. Those are the really important things. Mm Mm-hmm. And
0: what did you find out, and ultimately, Dar, did you get rid of the sinus headache? Yes,
2: we did. Oh, good. Okay. So just in a few days, his headache stopped, and the inflammation in his nasal cavities decreased when I changed his diet.
0: That's so interesting, and not something that most people would think of. Because what was it that he was eating that was causing his sinus
2: problems? Grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh. Every day. He loves sandwiches, especially grilled cheese sandwiches. Another thing that he loved was cereal and milk. And his wife talked about having boxes of cereal. That's in right. It. You got to have a variety. <laughs> so when I saw these foods and we talked about these and I saw these foods on his health history, my brain went bingo. Yeah. You know, I knew he was sensitive to gluten grains, bread, cereal. And I knew he was sensitive to dairy products like cheese and milk. Exactly. Sensitive meaning it was causing inflammation in In. his cavities.
0: That's right. He's not necessarily allergic to it. No. He's sensitive
2: to it. And it was inflammation causing.
0: Exactly. And when you took those foods out of his diet, that inflammation in his sinuses reduced and the pain went away. And we have found at Nutritional Weight and Wellness that for at least 30% of our clients... Gluten grains lower their immune function.
2: And we kind of know, Brenna, that it seems like at least our clients, it's more like 50% of people coming in today really have a sensitivity to gluten grains, don't they?
0: They do. And I I think a lot of times part of that could be because we're seeing people when they've been through a lot of chronic conditions. And Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but sometimes we're kind of the last resort.
2: Right. I mean, they have gone to a lot of different practitioners, Mm -hmm. doctors, and different people, and they haven't gotten relief from this chronic problem that they have.
0: Exactly. And your nutrition plan for this client was to eliminate those gluten grains and those dairy products because they were creating
2: inflammation. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to enhance his immune system. Because, you know, we know that we have to have a strong immune system. So to kind of deal, because we, we continually get exposed to viruses and and some, some to some degree, mold and fungus and things like that. So what I ask him to do is I ask him to get rid of his cheese, but replace it with meat and eggs and fish and chicken and turkey, because we know that animal protein supports the immune system.
0: Now, he wasn't eating a lot of yogurt or cottage cheese either, was he? Not a lot, but he was eating some of that. Some of that, because those would be foods he would also need to
2: cut out. Exactly. And people are really, I know we are, when we're working with clients, Brenda, we are, people are shocked when we say, no, you can't eat yogurt. No. Yeah. But I thought yogurt was healthy.
0: Exactly. I I know I used to eat a lot of yogurt. That was, I think I went through yogurt withdrawal
2: (laughs) for about three months. And were you eating sugared yogurt? I
0: wasn't. I had made the switch to plain yogurt. Okay. And I was doing the weight and wellness way of adding my own fruit and nuts. But it was still causing a lot of sinus congestion for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Personal story then. That, yep, yeah, That's my little personal testimony okay. to the yogurt. But we do need to go to break. Okay. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. For good health, we need to support our immune system in many different ways. Dr. Michael Holick, the most notable vitamin D researcher, found that immune cells have a vitamin D receptor and that the cells activate vitamin D as a response to infection.
2: Gee, that's kind of an interesting point.
0: That's really interesting. I did not know that.
2: So tell that, say that again, because, okay. I, you know, we talk about vitamin D, but explain that one more time to people.
0: So all of our cells have little receptors on them, but our immune cells have a vitamin D receptor that the cells activate that vitamin D as a response to infection. And that helps us prevent colds, viruses, sinus issues. Now, we recommend maintaining a vitamin D level between 50 and 80. And most people need to take a 5,000 IU capsule of vitamin D to maintain that level during the fall and winter months. But maybe during the summer, especially if they don't get outside in the sunshine. Mm -hmm. So if you've got questions today, please call 651-641-1071.
2: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. So have you developed the habit of eating real food? So, you know, you say, how can I create this habit? Well, here's step one. You must make the decision to do it. You've got to make the decision that you're going to eat real food. That's right. So number two, you must practice that decision.
0: Practice, practice, practice. Practice, practice.
2: So when you develop the habit of brushing your teeth, you know, think back. Can you remember that back that far? Not very well. (laughs) Your mother no doubt told you it was important for the health of your teeth. So in the past, maybe you skipped breakfast or you had just a cereal bar. Right. So now you're faced with a decision. What can you eat for breakfast that is real food? You know, these are the questions we ask in Nutrition for Weight Loss so that you can start to develop healthy real food habits. So give us a call at 651-699-3438 to learn more about the nutrition for weight loss program and we answer all the questions.
0: We do answer a lot of questions and we've got questions today on the okay. line too.
2: Okay, sounds good to us. Good morning, Ms. Joanne, you have a question?
4: Hi Brenna, hi Dar, thank you. Um yes, I have a statement or a declaration and then I have a question. Okay. For you. I would like to say that, yes, I had a lifetime of horrific sinus infections. That always led to ear infections. Um, It caused all manner of havoc in my life. I went to Dar. Dar said, get off the dairy. I went off the dairy. I am sinus problem free. Yay! Yay! amazing. (laughs) And I didn't believe you, but I believe you now. (laughs) Um, So thank you for that. But now my question today is about how... Would nutrition advice, and I do live the nutritional weight and wellness way. Good for you. How, and I've lost 85 pounds, by the way. Holy buckets. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, It does work, doesn't it?
4: It it really does. Uh, How is the nutrition advice different for an apple-shaped person as opposed to a pear-shaped person? And if if I could hang up and listen, I'd be grateful.
0: Oh,
2: good. That's a great question. That's a really good question. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Okay, thanks for that call. Thank you, Joanne. So there you go. Okay. Um, let, let, you know, sh- let me talk about more maybe an apple-shaped. Sounds good. Because that would be a person that is, what we would say, is got some insulin resistance. Yes. So you have to be much more careful with your carbohydrates for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I would recommend eating... Certainly, you know, three to four, about four ounces of protein and then vegetable carbohydrates. But the green leafy vegetables. The green leafy vegetables and just maybe a little bit of root vegetables. We're not talking a lot. And then, you know, a couple of teaspoons of good fat at least. And maybe sometimes we actually increase the fat a little bit when people have a lot of insulin resistance because that helps to to kind of stabilize their blood sugar so that they're not having sugar cravings all day because their blood sugar is down. Right. So it's a kind of a balancing act. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would recommend. And eating, you know, five, six times a day through the day to keep the metabolism going, but keeping the carbs down so that you reduce the coating on the cells that has caused the insulin resistance. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And the diet for someone who's pear-shaped really isn't terribly different. We oftentimes will look at that pear-shape and typically see it in women with more of the, where they deposit their weight in their hips and their buttocks and Mm -hmm. their thighs, and that's where they see it. And we think of that as being very Mm estrogen-dominant.
2: People have that have actually meaning
0: they have too a lot too much
2: estrogen too in too much a... and
0: it's it's out of balance with the rest of their hormones and mm-hmm. that's where the estrogen helps the insulin store that fat but when i've been working with clients who have a lot of estrogen dominant weight we definitely control their carbohydrates we also really maybe actually have to go a little bit lower in their fat sometimes exactly and i find that exercise can play a really important role i know we don't talk about it a lot on the show but you have to get enough blood flow into those hips and thighs and everything. So, things like squats and lunges can be really important to increase blood flow and get those fat stores moving. Mm hmm. Yes. So, I think we've covered
2: most of that. I, I think, think so. so. Okay. Yep. That was a good question. That was a really good question. So, um, we were. Did you want to take another call? I would love to take another oh, call. Okay. Or... All right. I'm sorry. I... <laughs>
0: <laughs> good morning, Mr. Dave. You have a question?
5: Yes. I've had a severe sinus uh, infection problem Mm -hmm. for years, possibly decades. And last uh, December, I went to see an ear, nose, and throat specialist. Yes. And I'm currently using uh, antibiotic nasal flush.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. And
5: it's helped, you know, quite a bit. I Mm -hmm. mean, I do have, um, you know, quite a bit of mucus that, you know, that's getting flushed out and blood clots and you know he says it's been impacted in there for years and, like i said possibly decades and i do eat cereal oatmeal uh-huh. and i and i try and eat you know good grain cereals and so forth but i do use milk and yogurt
2: yep so yeah. i think those you you know just listening to the show dave you, you kind of realize that that's probably causing more problems for you you know, it's like you have to get rid of the extra sugar, and the cereal is giving you the extra sugar in your diet. Okay. And because you know, bacteria and fungus love sugar. Uh they just it just loves it, and it just grows. And so, getting rid of that, and then like you know, Brenna, you mentioned getting rid of the yogurt. Got to get rid mean, of the
0: yogurt. It just helps creates a you. lot of inflammation.
2: Yeah. You know, and you know, for a lot of people, yogurt is a great food, but not for people typically, not for people that have sinus problems.
5: Okay.
2: So. Yep. Yep. Good question. And, you know, come in, sit down with a nutritionist because we can help you get this under control and feeling a lot better.
5: And very quickly. Yes. Yeah. Like I'll just, you know, like I say, try and, you know, eat, um, you know, more eggs and vegetables and so forth for breakfast. Good
0: plan. You do that for two weeks and you'll feel like a new man.
2: (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, Dave. So, you know, we before we we took the callers and before Mm -hmm. we went on break, we were talking about, you know, what can you eat for breakfast or things? And I think as we were talking to Dave, it's kind of like the same kind of thing. What we have to do is keep looking at how we can build up our own immune system.
0: Exactly. And build it up in such a way that it's not, you know, overreacting or underreacting. Mm -hmm. And as we were explaining to Dave... Sugar and processed carbohydrates will lower or suppress our immune function. And in fact, if you missed my little TV interview about hidden sugars, you can go to the weightandwellness.com website. And there I am. And you'll see we actually have some of the sugar models. Mm -hmm. You can see how much it really adds up to. And these hidden sugars can be a problem for our immune system without us even realizing the amount of sugar that we're consuming.
2: So, one of the things when we were talking about the client that I had that had terrible sinus problems, and even like with Dave, you know, I, you know, we really, I just really encourage people to eat more vegetables. And I know, I mean, I thought Dave was really good because when we tell clients to eat vegetables for breakfast, some of us, some of them look at us like, Where are you from? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So they think we're from a different planet. But, you know, the client that I was working with, he owned a restaurant and he said, how about asparagus with eggs? I can do that. Or how about if I make a spinach omelet? Delicious. So he was right on board when he realized that the cereal and milk was not a, a, was causing him problems.
0: Exactly. And zucchini's delicious with eggs, too.
1: Mm-hmm. That
2: mm-hmm. would be a good idea.
0: Yeah. So get your veggies in. And I'm sure you also added more healthy fats to his diet.
2: Yes. In fact, we had to replace some of the oils. You know, refined corn oil, you know, we replaced it with olive oil. We replaced the margarine with butter. I mean, people have all kinds of confused ideas about margarine and butter.
0: They do. And (laughs) We, you took dairy out of his diet, but you let him keep the butter.
2: Because it's basically just a fat and most people, I mean, you eat butter, don't you? I do eat butter.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with it. And so it's just the fat. It's not the inflammatory proteins.
2: Exactly. In there. So, the other thing that I did is I added a couple of tablespoons of coconut oil every day because coconut oil has antifungal properties mm-hmm. so and I actually wanted enough good fat to hydrate those nasal tissues. You know we think of water as hydrating it is hydrating, but we think of fat as hydrating that's right Both Or nutritionists and dietitians though
0: we yes, most of us do. <laughs> Now, I heard a wise doctor say it is much easier to prevent a fungal infection than to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And a Mayo Clinic researcher said in 2009 that they have found that the cause of most chronic sinus infections is actually an immune response to a fungus. And just to help you understand how fungi relates to sinus problems, as the body attempts to destroy the fungus, the immune system actually damages the sinus membranes, which causes the symptoms of that sinusitis.
2: Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've already mentioned that antibiotic medication is not very effective in treating long-term chronic sinus problems. Antibiotics destroy or kill bacteria. That's that's their job. But sinus inflammation is usually caused not by a bacteria, but rather from a fungus.
0: And so that antibacteria doesn't kill The fungus.
2: That's right. And there are very few antifungal medications. So to combat the fungus and prevent the immune system reaction, you really need to develop a real strong immune system in your own body. You sure do. And I
0: know we've got several callers on the line, but we do need to go to our last break today. So just hold on and we'll get to to you. But welcome. Oh, so... um, (laughs) You know, if you are struggling with sinus pain and congestion or sinus headaches, I would recommend signing up for an individual consultation. Most people do not realize that their sinus problems can be connected to their food choices. So why feel miserable when you can feel great? So to make an appointment, just call 651-699-3438.
1: If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low carb or low fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering MyTalk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this, and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438.
2: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hey, Brenna.
0: Hey, Dar. You have a new kitten, right? We do. We have a new kitten. Her name is Samoa,
2: like the cookie. you have a story about... Kale. Kale. Yes.
0: So I was cooking the other day and she likes to watch me when I'm in the kitchen. And as usual, I was dropping stuff on the floor and I happened to drop some kale on the floor and she ran up and started eating it. And (laughs) I had a mild moment of panic because there are a lot of plants that can kill cats. Okay. And so I quick Googled um, cats eating kale. And thankfully, they can actually eat kale and Swiss chard and spinach, which, you know, so then I started ripping it up and throwing it on the floor and she just loves it all.
3: Oh,
2: good. Um,
0: you know, you can't give them too much, but yes. So you know, I have a
2: new little poodle mixture at home. Yes, you do. And I discovered this week that she loves raw broccoli. Ooh, yum. So animals, they really seem to understand nutrition. They do. They love meat. Oh, I guess they do. And sardines. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's your cat then, I could tell. Yes, she <laughs> is. They love vegetables and they love good fat. Mm-hmm. You know, many of my clients have told me, that squirrels, they, they won't eat margarine. Nope. They love butter, though.
0: Yes, they do. Margarine, no.
2: So come join us, our next round of Nutrition for Weight Loss classes, because we talk about all these kinds of things. We do. And work. they start on March 25th, Tuesday in St. Paul, and in, in Wayzata, and then on Wednesday, March uh, 26th in Maple Grove, and Thursday, March 27th in Lakeville and North Oaks.
0: It's good times had by all. Yes. Yeah. So. We're going to actually, I know we said we would get to callers, but we're actually going to kind of keep going with what we had planned today just because we've got so much information. But if we have some time at the end, then we're going to try and take our callers. If we don't get to you, please call our offices so that we can get your questions answered.
2: Sure. That'd be great. Yeah. So, Brenna, we've been talking about building that strong immune system.
0: To help fight off the fungus among us. Mm Mm-hmm. And fungus need feeds on sugar. So those hidden sugars found in our foods may be keeping fungus growing. Now you have to ask yourself, what am I eating that has too much sugar? Could it be the soda or the juice I'm drinking? Could it be candy or cookies or alcohol? Maybe it's sweet tea, ice cream, pies, sweet rolls, mochas and lattes, or M&M's from the M&M basket. And causing (laughs) all of these, causing more sinus problems. Or, you know, I mentioned alcohol, but could it be the beer? Mm -hmm. Beer is a big one, but I also find that red wine is a huge one for people as well. Because for some reason, well, I think I know, it's because beer is fermented. Mm -hmm. It has that natural uh, fungus Mm -hmm. mold in it. And it just, you know, it loves fungus loves beer and basically if you want to get rid of your sinus problems you got to eliminate the sugar probably some wine and definitely the beer
2: yes and i would say you also have to eliminate bread pasta cereal bagels these all these processed grain products gluten grains and processed carbs are they're very inflammatory and they can easily inflame those sinus cavities
0: you know the third food group that i would recommend eliminating for sinus problems would be dairy products milk cheese, yogurt, cottage cheese, dairy products often cause more mucus and it's easier for a fungus to become activated. And oftentimes kids and adults will have dark circles under their eyes when they are sensitive to dairy
2: products. I mean, we see that all the time when kids come into our office and you see those dark, dark circles. circles.
0: I see it at the grocery store mm-hmm. and I just want to tell the parents, don't feed them that. So the milk that you are encouraging your child to drink at every meal may not be good for their sinus congestion.
2: And for your sinuses, we really recommend that you drink at least eight glasses of filtered water. But 10 to 12 glasses is a lot better. It keeps those sinuses moisturized. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And when I'm working with a client who is struggling with their immune system, I always recommend eight to nine hours of sleep every night because sleep is so critical for your immune function even lacking sleep for just a couple days during the week puts a big dent in your immune armor. So I picture a big protective armor keeping the fungus away so your sinuses don't flare up.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So prevention is always the best policy. You know, as you said before, the wise doctor said, it is much easier to prevent a fungus than it is to get rid of it. So we know that 7% of the population is 7 is really (laughs) suffering from sinus problems. So my go-to supplement for sinus problems is a homeopathic antifungal formula that's called Aquaflora. And Aquaflora is very effective in helping eliminate sinus problems. You know, it's a liquid, and I usually have people take two tablespoons in filtered water about a half an hour before breakfast.
0: And it doesn't taste like anything.
2: No, unless you've got a lot of... Unless...
0: Yes, and that's what people will say is at first it might have a weird flavor, but as their fungus dies off, yes. they, they don't taste anything. And there are three phases of aquaflora. And we usually start clients on phase one, and you'll use two bottles of that. And then they would move on to phase two and take two more bottles. And each bottle lasts about, about two
2: weeks. Two weeks, yeah.
0: So now we're up to about eight weeks here, I think. And then they finish up with two bottles of the high potency. And this is amazingly effective.
2: And then one other thing that I sometimes add a garlic supplement at bedtime because garlic is a very effective antifungal. In addition to reducing inflammation, I also recommend omega-3 fish oil and something that's called natural dehist. I love that supplement. It's a supplement that contains natural ingredients to actually reduce inflammation in the nasal and sinus cavities.
0: I always keep it in my my medicine cabinet. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, let's describe what's in this natural dehist and why this supplement works so well with seasonal allergies and for sinus issues. The first ingredient is cucertin, and this is an antioxidant which is found in many plants, especially things such as onions and apples. Mm-hmm. And cucertin eases allergy symptoms as it halts the growth of cells that secrete histamines. So, cucertin inhibits many compounds that affect sinuses.
2: So natural dehist also contains something that's called stinging nettles. <laughs> and the first time I heard of stinging nettles, I thought, how can that be helpful? Well, it is by acting as an anti-inflammatory and an antihistamine.
0: One other powerful ingredient in natural dehist is bromelain. And this is an enzyme that is found in pineapple and helps to break down inflammation in those swollen sinuses. So...
2: If your head is swimming from all these ingredient names, you can just check out our website, weightandwellness.com, click on our products, and look under Immune Support and Allergy and Sinus Support. Or you can always give us a call at 651-699-3438, and we'll really try to answer your questions. You know, it usually is best to make an appointment for a consultation so that we can really develop the best plan for your immune system. And one thing that before we take callers, I just want to uh, talk about something. You know, as our show kind of comes to an end, and I want to make sure that I have time for this. um, Everyone at Nutritional Weight and Wellness sends their love and caring to our friend and co-worker, Barb Bredesen. You know, we can't comprehend the grief of losing both a mother and a dear brother in such a really very short time. But we just want to let you know, Barb, that we're always available for a cup of tea, and a talk. So love to you, Barb. So now we can take callers.
0: Yes, we can. Okay. All right, Miss Katie, thank you for uh, waiting for so long, but you have a question? Hi, Katie.
4: I do. Um, Hi, guys. I I love your show, and I'm a definite believer in uh, your way of eating, and I feed my daughters that way. However, my husband kind of does his own thing, and Mm -hmm. I've heard you... Uh, You know, talking a lot about sinus issues, but I didn't hear you mention snoring. He is a huge snorer, has been for years. Now, would your recommendations for all these sinus issues help his snoring, you think?
2: I would certainly do the dehist. I think that might be part of it. And also that I always recommend is magnesium at bedtime because sometimes that puts people down into a deeper sleep and they actually quit snoring. Oh, so maybe great. 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate at bedtime might help. So you can try those things.
0: That's right. I've also noticed, well, I, I guess I haven't noticed it so much, but um, I guess I'm going to call out Rich on this one. My father-in-law, he yeah. will snore sometimes. And you could always tell when he was snoring more because those would be the nights when maybe he'd had some popcorn okay, or some ice cream. As a bedtime ice snack. ice cream
2: every night. Okay. Well, yeah. there, there you there go. There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Out with uh,
4: ice cream. With, yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay. In with the berries
2: and cream. Uh,
4: okay.
2: So, so thanks for the call. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. S- bye-bye. 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 So, Brenna, do we have time to take one more caller?
0: You know what? We We might have, but we don't have any callers left on our line. Oh, they're
2: all gone. Oh, yes. my gosh. Exactly. So you were going to say something?
0: I'm not sure. We have about a minute left here, but... I was just thinking, instead of, you know, just to give people maybe another little idea on lunches, what, instead of doing the sandwich Mm -hmm. or the soda, Dar, what do you have for lunch a lot of
2: days? I just have some kind of meat that is often I put in the crock pot and cook. Mm -hmm. And then I add some vegetables, you know, and some good fat. Oh, It's really simple.
0: That is easy. Actually, Shirley from... The North Oaks office gave me a great idea of using some pork ribs in the crock pot, whole bunch of onions, and Frank's or Bubby's sauerkraut. Sounds great. Yeah.
2: Have a great day. You too, Dar. All
1: right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.